0: This is Sean J. Grant, i okay Sean Grant, and today I'm talking to one of my favorite rappers ever, and he goes by the name Ivan Ab. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm great. Thank good you. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. So you just did your second set in London, right?
1: Uh, I think it's my third okay. uh, show in Le- yeah. Yeah. Uh, last, last show was in November, and then I did uh, a night here about a year ago on tour. Okay. So yeah, it's probably my third or fourth time in London. So what was the show in November then? That was a label night with my label, Jakarta Records.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because they had, like, Sif Daddy. Yes. And if you others, right. I forgot you were on that bill.
1: Um, I had to go to Soul Fills, yeah. It's a yeah. lot of talent. How'd it go? Great. Yeah. Um, made me very confident to come back. Yeah. How'd you set, just now go? Uh, How'd you feel? I felt like there was a lot of love in the room, and mm. I, was, uh, I was allowed to just be my corny ass self and, yeah. and, 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 and fuck up but also be excellent and <laughs> all of that uh, at the same time So, uh, yeah, it was a perfect crowd for me Yeah,
0: yeah. You seem like quite jokey on stage Like, with the effects And with, like, the, the kind of, like, discussions as well Have you always been that kind of, like, class clown Or is that just,
1: like, something that came with music or I think, uh, yeah, I think there was a little bit of that going on mm. When I was growing up And then I, uh, I don't think I, I did that at all in the early days doing music because I was too uptight and nervous on stage and now I feel like because I DJ a lot too I feel like uh, my rap shows or my sets um, can really really they should be whatever I need them to be yeah. any, at any given time. And um, so I DJ a little bit in my sets. I play, I, I DJ my own beats, and then I also play some records that I like. Some amazing records. Thank you, man. And, uh, and, yeah, I just like the vibe of it not to be a strictly, like, hip-hop, rap set. I want it to be however I'm feeling on... Uh, on stage that night yeah and and that's what i try to convey yeah
0: cool man yeah it was crazy because i wasn't expecting you to start djing and then you're pulling out all these records and i was like wow <laughs> Cause you started you got into music through uh breaking is that right
1: yeah okay. um I, I would say i probably got into hip-hop before i started dancing mm. but but the dancing definitely like made me stay in it yeah and then uh you know i got older and uh, i wasn't really that uh talented <laughs> a b boy but um but uh yeah i just felt like this was definitely the music that resonated with me and um and i you know i still dance just because i love to to move to good music but uh and i do that during my my sets too but i think rap just kind of it was a, a, an avenue mm. that I really felt like I could go further down. Yeah. So how did you get into DJing? Was that through breaking as well? or? <clears throat> uh, I, I I guess I'm more of a record collector than a DJ, really. Okay. So when I was getting into hip hop more heavily, I, I realized that all, all of these beats that I loved were based off of other styles of music. And I started like trying to dig for uh, those vibes that really hit me. So I started collecting records around, you know, in my late teens. And then in my early 20s, I had a bunch of records. And I realized that I was able to like DJ a whole night, not necessarily technically amazing, DJing, but I, I just love putting sounds together and uh, selecting. Yeah. So uh, I really got into DJing more from a digger's perspective. perspective yeah. yeah. Cool. And I, I think that blend
0: where it's like, okay, a rap into some boogie nights, like disco or whatever style, into discussion and having a kind of banter with the crowd is. So I wouldn't say it's unprecedented. It's definitely not, but I would say that like. It's something that I really see these days, right. and I think uh, you use it to full effect, and I think it's an accurate reflection of who your character is as well. So it's a really cool blend. That's, to experience that, man. Thank you. So, what kind of music did you grow up with around the house? Like, what were your parents playing?
1: I would say, I probably didn't really hear a lot of the music that turned me into the musician I am, or whatever. Yeah. Until I was in my early teens, okay. like maybe around like 11, 12. I would find these CDs in my sister's room. Uh, that blew my mind, like yeah. uh, the the Fugees and Lauryn Hill and Raphael Sadiq and a lot of just neo soul R&B and and really R&B oriented hip hop. Yeah. That's what my sisters listened to. So this is um, late '90s, early 2000s, and um, and yeah, that was. It was kind of just through my two older sisters. It really shaped my musical self. And um, prior to that, you know, my dad plays the trumpet a little bit. Uh, My mother's not really into music that much, which is crazy hearing myself say that because she's a really soulful person. Yeah. Um, And my dad, you know, he was into jazz, but not like Sun Ra or anything. He was just into A lot of Christian jazz And so yeah But my sisters always Played the piano And they You know uh, Played the flute And whatever So uh Is that
0: where the flute sample when you Were (laughs) a DJ
1: DJ, Yeah it's like a Like a little homage To my To my little sister Actually Yeah Nah it's just random But uh (laughs) But yeah um, My sisters definitely Were better Students of music Than me Yeah So I kinda Discovered hip hop As a way Of doing music Without going to piano class or any other type of class yeah amazing man so
0: apart from your sisters who would you say has been most influential in getting you to this point of your career
1: looking back Mm. could be anyway yeah I would say I owe a lot to my crew in Oslo mutual intentions which is uh, you guys are sick ah man it's such a crazy fortunate time for me to move to to Oslo I spent uh, some time in the U.S., uh, finishing up school and stuff. And, oh yeah. state um, yeah. was I? I lived in New York for um, a little bit, and then I, I I was in the Midwest. I was in okay. Wisconsin for a year. So were you teaching out there, or is that? No, that was that was me like just finishing up college sure. basically. Yeah. Uh, and then I started teaching part time when I moved to Oslo. That's yeah, yeah. early 2011. Okay, so it's been a a it's been a while. Yeah, and uh, and mutual intentions evolved into what it is now through DJing together, digging for records together, just hanging out. Yeah, Um, a few of the members are more so uh, visual artists. Yeah, so it's really a full like range of of interests and talent, and uh, and yeah, those those dudes. And Charlotte Dos Santos, our, our only female member, she's kind of moved on to um, to Fresh Elects. Yeah, she just broke new, new project. Us. Yes, uh, no a
0: new single from the project. Yeah, she's
1: amazing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all those dudes and that one lady, uh, they they have definitely shaped me and uh, and allowed me to to just stay inspired.
0: Yeah. So how did that collective start? Because um, I didn't know about them until maybe a few months ago right. and they were following me in SoundCloud and I was like, mm. whoa, okay, like you guys are crazy because you released these compilations and then you look at the names, it's like Charlotte Dos Santos, mm. like, Ivan Ave, Fred Fates, Yogi Sol, like all of these different amazing cats, like yeah. all in one collective, all coming from Oslo right. or related to the, the, mm. the city. So
1: how did it start? Uh, it's one of those things where... If I were to ask you, like, if you have, like, a group of friends that you're really yeah. tight with, like, who who met who first? Like, it's really hard to pin down sometimes yeah. because it seems like the synergy effect where it was just so natural and meant to be for you guys to be a unit, yeah. you know, because you have uh, shared interests and you might have very parallel backgrounds, even though. They might be mad different too, so uh, it's super random, but also very uh, cosmically uh, we'll logical, right? You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, Yeah, but I guess I linked up with Fred first. Uh, that must have been. <laughs> Almost ten years ago, I got to know him through wow. gra- the graffiti scene, and then when I moved to Oslo, I got I, I got to DJ with uh, Mo Shakiri a lot. He's our, our house photographer and also yeah. a, an ill DJ. And uh, and then uh, from there on, uh, I really didn't uh, I didn't really know how uh, we turned into what we are now. I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was just like following the. The vibes and and the enjoying music. the ride. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's that's the beauty of it. There's no, I, I can't speak for you guys, obviously, but it's, it feels like there's no set goal. It's not like we're trying to be this face. We're not trying to represent this. It's just like we are who we are. We yeah. do what we do together, and that is the beauty of it. It's just it's all natural.
1: Nothing I mean, is forced, you know. Yeah, that's so, the, that's that's the main objective. Yeah. Is to stay. Is to just stay in the music and uh, the art and uh, and not really try to force anything.
0: Yeah. Know? So how would you say that the homegrown uh, hip-hop scene or R&B scene is in Norway and how's like worldwide um, uh, music
1: received in Norway? Well, I would say there's very few um, people doing what, what we do. Like outside of my particular circle, there's a lot of t- very talented hip-hop artists, but not necessarily in the lane that uh, I guess I'm I'm uh, considered to be in yeah. so uh, I don't really pay too much attention to be honest okay. and that's not in a that's not the hater in me that's <laughs> just the, the very busy uh, yeah. creative person yeah, in me. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's some talented um, R&B singers there's this uh, lady by the name of Fia who's very dope and okay. uh, and a band called uh um it's brain farts right now but uh, uh, yeah I guess I'm I'm still not really in tune with the with the with the Norwegian hip hop scene yeah Uh, and and I guess that's also sort of a a goal for us is to not really stay in those categories or yeah, boxes where we uh, we don't really consider ourselves a Norwegian crew on the scene or whatever yeah. and, and I think uh, the people we work with reflect that because we really work with um, anybody from anywhere as long as you know the vibes are real exactly yeah
0: amazing man so do you feel like growing up in Norway affected your musical output at all or is it kind of just the, like it would have happened
1: um uh, that's a that's a good question. I mean, the paths that you end up on. That's that's really hard to say. What I would be doing if I I grew up in just a mile from where I grew up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or with uh, two siblings instead of three. Yeah. Or you know, so there's a lot of factors. But yeah. um, looking at it now, I feel like I couldn't be doing anything else. You yeah. know. But if I if I were somebody else, <laughs> so um, the Norwegian um, upbringing, or uh, just me coming from where I'm coming from, yeah. I guess if I didn't if I didn't have ties to the U.S. if I didn't have family there, I wouldn't speak English like I do. I wouldn't be able to write in English necessarily mm. like I do. And uh, so that's, that's just a whole lot of factors, but. I think I would have definitely been doing music regardless like I might have ended you know I might have done some folk music in Norwegian yeah which is cool too so uh, it really doesn't matter in terms of genre as long as I'm able to express myself yeah very cool answer man you recently linked up with Kate Chinada and Kiefer for
0: Mm. also how did that collaboration come together
1: um I just hit up. I don't know if I should be saying this because he might his inbox okay. is probably. Uh, if it needs to be off the record. No, no, it's okay. good. <laughs> I, but the 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 story is I just hit him up on Twitter. Okay. Cause I, yeah. Okay. Because I he had already shared some of my music yeah. in the past, and I you know I just I just try to approach anybody with. A, Pure heart, or <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and just you know, say hey, what's up? I I really appreciate your work, and uh, and let's let's link up if you're down. And uh, he was down. And uh, Kiefer is somebody who I first uh, got to know about through um, Mine Design okay. yeah. Kiefer actually plays on the Helping Hands uh, record on one track. Oh really? And it's the title track, the the one instrumental cut on, oh, the, on the Helping Hands. Yeah, album. yeah. Um, so that's how I got to know about him and uh, I just felt like it was a dope combination where um, you know uh, k provided the the groove and then uh, Kiefer just took it to uh, another planet basically and also that beat wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for Deck Daddy who mixes all of my music so he he mixed the beat he's a great engineer and uh, and, uh, you know just like a, a Audio producer For all of my uh, records too So yeah. um, it was really a three way Production Keitra, Kiefer and Deck Daddy So yeah it just happened Like most of my shit happens Which is You reach out and if somebody Appreciates what you're about yeah. It's it, I try to not work with people For the sake of their name Or for the sake of You know like that person is a legend or Mm -hmm. whatever uh i find that if you have the money for it you could pretty much work with anybody in this game and that's not the game i'm trying to play yeah yeah so uh yeah i'm happy that also came to be through like that natural process Dumb, man. Yeah, it feels like, I
0: don't know if you would say this, but this is only something that's been like a bit of an ethos for me, lately. it's just like that, the concept of not chasing things and letting things fall into place, Right. it feels like your music is kind of like a sonic representation of that, Wow. it's just like, that's let it happen as it should be <laughs> and all will be well, do you know what I mean? That's very Even cool. like the message that you were putting out like when you we were talking mm. during the show, like it felt like it was very much in line, in parallel with that kind of like concept, is that something you would agree with or...
1: Yeah, I mean, I can only hope that uh, my work reflects that. I think uh, we live in an era where so much is like
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah. much. Is, I, it's okay. It's okay. Don't make it. It's it. I think you know, in this in this day and age, you're just bombarded with uh, information. Uh, commercial information, yeah. political information, and really just a lot of power and money put into making you feel some sort cert- uh, some sort of way or making you think a certain way ideologically. And uh, it's important to just be aware of that and separate yourself from the hype and the uh, yeah. and the propaganda basically. And yeah. uh, I feel like if music gets eaten up by that then really there's nothing left for me to hold on to so if i can't keep my music pure or keep my music like away from that then i don't know what i would do so so yeah me just being i mean this is this sounds super nice real pompous right now but it's important to me to just keep the music thing away from all of that bullshit yeah. that tells you you should buy this Nike or you should look this way or you should feel this way about Muslims. or you It's just, there's a whole lot of bullshit being ingrained in your brain right now. Yeah. And uh, if music is a sanctuary where I'm free of all of that, then then I'm doing something right yeah and I mean you're helping bring people to that freedom as well so I mean that would be amazing if
0: that's if that's true I hope so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I mean it is but uh, that's dope man that's really dope so is it also part of a forthcoming project or what's the case with that because it was just a single one in Jakarta right
1: yeah also is a Lucy for now mm. um, there's gonna be some new shit out very soon that will be part of a, a bigger project Okay. And uh, I'm going to keep it that vague. Okay, vague, okay. But I uh, also will not be on a forthcoming LP, but some other shit will.
0: <laughs> Very soon. Um, I'm, cu- I'm curious now. Um, yeah, and the video is amazing, man. Thank you. So the video features you uh, basically rapping the song and grooving, as you do amazingly, uh, against some amazing landscapes. Where is that shot, and what's the name of the team? Uh, like all...
1: It's also known as. That's the name. That's. It's funny because those are my friends in Oslo. Mm. Uh, It's kind of like a mutual intentions type crew. Just like they're not a part of mutual, but they are uh, a unit who do. uh, uh, So their name is also known as, and they do clothing designs, graphic design, video production, uh, you know, photography. Uh, so mostly visual stuff they also DJ so shout out to also known as they did the video and we kind of came up with the song idea together oh, really? uh, off of their name um and yeah, um, yeah that's so true, right so um so they were in, like they were involved with the whole creative process for that tune and the video and they we shot the video in Norway uh, um in uh in the mountains basically uh in, a, in an area called Egedol which means Egg Valley I've never thought of that but that's what it means okay uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and those are like the big scenic shots and then while I was coming to London for the Jakarta Records uh, label night yeah. we, we stayed an extra day and we shot in London too oh really? so half of the video is from um, the Barbican Center uh, here in London. Yeah, I thought With, parts uh, of it looked familiar, but I was like, that can't be right. I
0: mean, right? The, the mountains must not be London because nah, that doesn't exist.
1: The mountains are uh, <laughs> then the mountains are definitely Norwegian, and yeah. the, the the skyscrapers and the and the brutalist um, architecture is, yeah. is here in London. Trust us to provide that for you. Right. But uh, yeah,
0: so do you feel like a connection to London and the the scene here, or uh, do you feel like
1: there's anything like? Connection? Not, I mean, not musically necessarily. Yeah. I know some really. I know of a lot of dope uh, artists coming out of London in the UK. Like I'm a big fan of Wulu. Oh uh, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, and I and I really like uh, Hawk House. Yeah. And uh and I fucking love NTS. Uh, so there's a lot going on here that I really, uh, you know, enjoy. Yeah. And uh, Cosmos Records is one of my favorite record stores. So, uh, having said that. I don't, I don't necessarily feel like I have a strong connection with London, uh, but I'm really into brutalistic architecture, and the Barbican Centre is 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 a really dope specimen of that. So, uh, yeah, it just made sense for the video because the song is about ambivalence and like you're trying to be here, but you also need to be here. So we shot it in the mountains and with this beautiful. 60s, I guess 50s or 60s architecture Yeah um, But I mean, coming here tonight Yeah I felt very embraced by the crowd here And I was surprised At the size of it So, yeah, I'm, glad. <laughs> so I'm definitely coming back As soon as I can Yeah, yeah, please do, man, mm-hmm. please do it, man. And hopefully,
0: like If you, you and could link up or something That would be amazing definitely. Because, uh, He does this thing called Church of Sound yeah. we're assuming this band and they're playing in this, um, this church and you basically just sit around them and they'll do a tribute to like Minnie Ripperton or something what, like that what's the name of
1: that. this church I
0: can't remember the name because I think East. I might have
1: been there oh, maybe. I saw Fatima okay. at that church Okay, maybe, yeah. maybe
0: that was there but yeah he does that like every two or three months and it's okay. just an amazing experience
1: right.
0: um, so you're quite into digging for vinyl what's your favorite vinyl that you found in the
1: last year oof I'm trying to think of a record that I I found uh, lately that I'm not sampling because if I'm sampling it, I don't want to say the name of it. Okay. Ah, fuck it. I'm going to just... This record might be violated in the process of making my next album, but there's this boogie album called uh, by the name of uh, Candle Tribe. It's a private-pressed rare... Boogie RB record from like the late 80s. Yeah. And it's called Candle Tribe. Okay. And there's some stuff on YouTube. So if you're into like weird, fucked up boogie yeah. RB, you should you should just search for Candle Tribe. Did you pay today? No. Okay.
0: Okay. I'll, I'll check it's it out. It's too expensive. I don't bring it on. To uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. You gotta keep that in the safe. Yeah. In the vault, waiting to be exactly. violated. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. So you've mentioned in other interviews that you wanted to start producing for yourself. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing now or do you give the songs to other people
1: Uh, you've done that before haven't you yeah I've done that with uh, Mind Design especially yeah Um, yeah. but I guess for this next project I'm doing a little bit of both Uh, I might have a beat or two on this next album but is that that the first time yeah yeah I thought so actually I've done uh, EPs just like online where I've produced myself but once you press it on vinyl I feel like the production just needs to be yeah I mean the whole engineering side of production is so essential yeah and I'm not a scientist like that like I'll I'll, I'll know a good sample when I hear it but uh, shaping it into a piece of music is is a, it's a it's like witchcraft yeah. so um, yeah I'll do a little bit of both I have a lot of people lined up for for this next LP uh, beats I'm working on right now. Okay. Yeah. So those will be beats
0: that you're rapping on with the people. Yeah. It's beats. not beats you're giving out.
1: Uh, right. It's mainly okay. uh, production on my album by, by some different okay. names <laughs> there's
0: a lot of like there's an air of mystique about everything <laughs> I'm, like, I'm really it. excited yeah. um, I was going to say so you mentioned EPs already like Out mm. what, what's that about like are those like your projects or uh, the like, older EPs yeah because you, you, there's an old one that you had I can't remember the name of it it was before the Ivan mean, app name I think oh yeah I, I, I've done some stuff under uh, a few different names but yeah there's uh, another 80s like, I don't have it with me but I think like was that one you were producing as well uh
1: yeah there's, there's a I used to go by Ivan Average yeah that's, that's kind of the name that uh, took me to Ivan Ave yeah, yeah, yeah. I, had to, I had to cut the, the rage part yeah uh, so just yeah Ivan Average was kind of like an inside joke um think i need to get into it actually but uh but yeah uh, you know what i'm such a sensitive artist that I, i'm not i'm not gonna put my older artist names on blast because okay. people might look up some shit that i don't i don't want them yeah either. i mean that i
0: could find one even though i can't remember it like
1: yeah there's
0: some stuff there's out like there. leaks.
1: yeah there was an ep called uh the hands ep i don't that didn't make it to vinyl though but, was uh, that a collaboration with someone? That there were uh, f- There's Hans is a single with Fred Faze yeah, it's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah yeah, and Exile was on that EP and I did a, a few beats myself um, I need to revisit <laughs> Please do I mean it might be on somebody's hard disk I think uh, it's on Spotify you know. um, uh, uh, Well, maybe it's just the single there's, there's the Breathe EP that's with Fred Faze that's on Spotify uh, Shoutouts to King Underground yeah. UK label, um, but yeah, there's been there's been a few EPs. EPs are way easier to put together. Yeah, it's just the same. Oh yeah, yeah hell yeah. Hands, yeah. hands is on Spotify. So, yeah. so
0: is that name related to Helping Hands? Or is that? Not really.
1: I guess uh, no. That's like three years before I put together uh, Helping Hands. But yeah. I'm very much into uh, the physical realm when I create music. Like, yeah, I, I like to include yeah, just like any any type of very concrete bodily experience yeah. in my lyrics because I feel like there's so much uh, potential there, yeah, like, poetically, and it's really
0: <laughs> untapped as well. Like I right. think a lot of people don't think to go there. It was like about the external, yeah, people right. not like look
1: in first, you know? right? I mean, there wouldn't be any external anything if you didn't observe it with your physical self. So deep. Yeah. <laughs> So do you feel
0: like your writing process has changed over the years since you started making music? And if so, how?
1: Um, my rhyming process. Sorry, writing. Um, writing. Oh, sorry. Um... Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, I go through phases of stuff that I want to focus on lyrically. And I also, uh, yeah, you know, you you sharpen your tools and then you might forget a tool or two and pick up a new one. And yeah, it definitely is ever evolving. But having said that, there's, there's something to be said for being... Young and super hungry. Like I'm definitely still. I, I don't feel like I've made the the best album I can make. Yeah. So I'm I'm still chasing that. But I'm not 22 anymore. You know. I'm pushing 30. And uh and I feel like maybe people who pass 30 shouldn't be rapping anymore. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean I probably won't feel that way when I'm 30. Yeah. Cause uh that's how uh that's how defense mechanisms work
0: yeah but
1: uh there's uh, yeah you know Nas put out automatically when he was 18 and um it's not 1994 anymore but yeah. but still I feel like there's something about that young energy that uh, I don't want to keep making music if I lose that. Yeah. If I lose that edge, yeah. you know. And I don't think people necessarily know when that time comes. Yeah, they're so, not always sensitive to. So, yeah, because you grow into whoever you are and whatever you do, and uh, and you you're kind of blind. You well, some people definitely turn blind to yeah. what to what they're doing and and maybe the fact that they shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So So, yeah, let me know when that time comes. <laughs> I think, judging by the
0: crowds, you you will know that it's not going to happen by That time and coming. Well, we'll um, see. <laughs> did you hear Nazis' last album, Life is Good? I, it's I, it's I, old now. Yeah, yeah, I heard a few cuts okay. off that.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, what's, what's the guy's name who produced... Um, not No ID. Or... Nah, uh, he, uh, he was on there, too. Yeah. It's doing Malik something. Malik... He did... um, What's his name?
0: Not Salam Remy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My my bad. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, He he probably produced all of my favorite cuts off of that. Yeah. He's dope. He's amazing. uh, And uh, yeah, other than that, I actually made a list on Spotify, uh, um, a playlist uh, called Nas's latest album no whack cuts <laughs> cool. okay. and it had like five songs on it yeah okay.
0: I, I might disagree <laughs> with you but <laughs> you, have, you have a bunch of playlists on Spotify as well like with random names
1: like E-E-E-E-E or something yeah like that. yeah, yeah. Uh, I just got back on Spotify um, okay and um, yeah I like to put together this I guess with Nas I'm unfortunately I kind of support that um, the whole uh, notion of him being uh, the best rapper ever yeah. but not the greatest beats, beat selector yeah. yeah. but having said that like he's put out quality albums for yeah. almost 30 years like, and even like uh, Lost Tapes as well
0: like some of his best beats from on there I don't know if you heard it but like, yeah, yeah, that like unreleased one That's like, the, some Alchemist beats on there yeah, yeah. like, yeah, like Black Zombies and stuff Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's definitely
1: greatest of all time yeah me. he's my favorite yeah. as well man so what albums have you been listening to lately? I've been listening to uh, the latest Thundercat album. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's just recently got into the, the latest Kareem Riggins album, so I'm still kind of trying to... Um, yeah, I got my toes wet. But I'm yeah. not deep in it yet. It can be a hard listen as well because it's like
0: it's not like it's kind of just like a series of like thoughts like different thought patterns right. you know what I mean like it's kind of hard to like get into it if you're not ready you kind of have to be ready for
1: like the, the, the like changes in the world right. you know what I mean like, it's just, which is dope I yeah. respect that yeah. um, other than that I listen to a whole lot of old music um, so I've recently been getting into uh, this dude uh, I think his name is, is Dunn Don Pearson Okay She's <laughs> a random Jazz boogie Artist Actually yeah. I have the record Right here I might I'm be blanking On the name Oh yeah uh, Yeah yeah Don Pearson Jim Junior uh, An LP By the name Of Color Tapestry Dope Yeah It's a It's a saxophone Heavy record But other than that yeah. It's dope He, he like Yeah hey, let me some sax man The cover says <laughs> I started out With all the classics Bach to jazz Then R&B Then one day It all took shape My color tape tapestry It rhymes <laughs> Right They made it rhyme And he's like So happy on the front Yeah and he's not too short sure <laughs> On the back
0: So uh, It's like he's trying to show you, He's like Yeah I can laugh And joke with you But right, right. don't play me boy <laughs> Yeah exactly I got you <laughs> He's got some chops For sure Yeah uh, Yeah Dun Pearson okay. Yeah Yeah that's dope, man. Yeah, what was that machine that you were talking about? Because it, it glitched out during the show, right? Like you that said has from never
1: like happened to Ninety-seven. Yeah, I uh, I rock with the SP five five five, and uh, the reason I do that is because I've had um, I've had laptops die on me yeah. and and act weird. On stage, and uh, so I, I kind of went back to basics, and I have all my beats on the SP 555. And I've never had anything like this happen. Yeah. Where uh, it was, it was just um, playing every beat with the delay effect on for some reason. Yeah, it was mad. So, and I'm sure, like, I just hit a button that I was that I've never hit before. Yeah. Because uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't glitch, it doesn't fuck up. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's all human error. Yeah. So uh, it's it's definitely on me. Shout out to Ben as well. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny, man. Dude, Ben is such a great sound guy. Like, the myth about sound guys is that they're always assholes. And a lot of times that's true. Yeah. But Ben, he was, like, in some sort of zen zone. Yeah. uh, From the sound check on, he was like... Uh, we'll take good care of you, and like he is very calm and very friendly. And yeah. so shout out to Ben. Shout out to, to the British accent as well. Cool
0: <laughs> <down>. <laughs> that's a good good point actually, because you led into a question I forgot. Um, if you had to name one misconception that people have about you or your music, what would it be? Oh shit! Ah, uh, that's a tough one. You can take your time. Yeah. I have to. Uh, I mean, as, as long as
1: you're, you're ready to wait for sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, I, oh, feel, I feel very fortunate these days to have crowds anywhere I go who seem to be very in tune with uh, what I represent yeah. or whatever uh, musically. And uh, But, you know, there's definitely uh, very few white northern European males who get to do what I do which is um you know I'm I create music within a genre that's definitely historically black and American and uh and so I guess my one Achilles heel is that I've always felt very uh, humbled by partaking in that in that um ancestry or musically or uh, what's it called like uh, lineage yeah Yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't feel like people necessarily um, misunderstand me or whatever but I feel like some of my listeners might think of me as a white rapper or a or a European rapper, yeah. and they might embrace me for reasons that I'm not necessarily comfortable with. Yeah, and embrace you in a box that you don't want to fit, or right. like, that, that you're done, really. Exactly, and I'm definitely aware that I'm I'm all those things. I'm I'm privileged as fuck because I'm from where I'm from, and I am who I am. And, yeah, and I acknowledge that. But I feel like in the music that I create, I don't I don't want any hype for being the next white rapper. Yeah. ready to blow. Yeah. Like, I would rather than never blow. <laughs> if that was what it took, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it w- it wouldn't really be uh, any any fan or or a person in this crowd tonight that that bugs me out, but maybe just the way the game is set up and society in general is set up, which is where is the money? Like, who yeah. can we pimp out for this money? Yeah. And yeah. and uh, yeah, you don't want to end up as the next Elvis. I mean. It would be dope to have like a a Graceland mansion but uh, not for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's
0: a really, really aware. Uh, a very honest answer, I think I wouldn't call it an an Achilles heel at all, it's kind of a a beneficial thing I think and I think it's that awareness as well that makes it very easy for people to approach you and for people to see beyond what other people are trying to label you as because you in your natural state are you and you are very aware of what's around you but you also do your own thing I'm kind of like talking nonsense but trying to make sense at the same time, you You know what I mean so it's just like whereas someone else might carry themselves in a certain way and not be mindful of the where they sit right. in the spectrum. Definitely. I think that knowledge and that weariness makes you both more, more approachable mm-hmm. and your music more relatable. Oh, that's that's so, great to hear. No, I appreciate no, no. that. It's just real. So what artists do you think we should be on the lookout for, apart from yourself?
1: Uh, what artists? Yeah. Um, um, wow. So my, I. am going to just plug a few of my homies who are very uh, up and coming and slept on. Uh, My boy, John Rice. That's J-A-W-N Rice. He makes uh, boogie and house music, but kind of like in a post-apocalyptic retro style. (laughs) You just gotta look him up on SoundCloud, John John Rice. Uh, He's amazing. And uh, uh, outside of my circle, I guess I would have to mention uh, actually another Rice, Joyce Rice. Yeah, I saw her live a few weeks ago. She's amazing. No. Um, There's uh, John Bapp on Fresh Elect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess those three. Those are three artists who are not necessarily on everybody's radar who I, yeah. I listen to.
0: No good choices, man. Um, I don't know if you've heard it but Kiefer's album just dropped as well Link oh yeah yeah
1: yeah. Kicking It Alone is man that dude is uh, like he's on steroids yeah. chords wise like he has ideas for days literally he's doing a, a thing right now where he he's making f- uh, 15 songs on, uh, over like, 15 and days and he just drops some on Santa yeah. right because you see like 3 out of 15 4 so, out of 15 so uh, Kiefer Kiefer Daddy Supreme yeah uh, you should check him out on SoundCloud he puts out a song every day for you right now yeah, for 15 yeah. days he's and yeah he just has chops for
0: four days literally. and that album as well man like, some right. of my favourite joints when they're like uh, what's it called Kicking It Alone is it where Kicking It Alone it's like, uh, the last tune yeah there's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, hella dope tune tunes on there where is it where is it where is it, where is it, where is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah Kicking It Alone um, yeah it's just amazing man all the loops from there Whoops! Didn't mean to That's play. Kiefer. Yeah. Shout out to Keep Daddy Supreme. So last question, yeah. What are your plans apart from this
1: mysterious LP, <laughs> like for this year? Or, Well my plan yeah. for this year is to put out another LP, and um, if everything goes according to to the to the plan, uh, it'll be out in late September. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, I'll be dropping some some tunes and videos off of that yeah. um, in the next six months. Okay. Is, is that in
0: Jakarta again? Yeah. Okay. Jakarta. Uh, and real last question because it came back to me. Um, what is it about Jakarta that makes it feel like a good home for your music?
1: Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, really resonate with me. Jakarta, first of all, they... Um, they put out a lot of great first and second projects from gr- artists who you now know from their like big time projects like uh, Anderson Pack, Cachinata they were early early to in recognizing, recognizing the talent Yeah, and uh, I really respect that as a label I respect people who um want to, you know, just release dope music that they know might not be uh, for everybody, and then, and then let that artist go and do their thing when, yeah. uh, and I'm not trying to leave, that's not what I'm saying, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's one thing, and then also they have a, a sister label called Habibi Funk, where they yeah. re-release um, Arabic Funk uh, from you know, all over Northern Africa and the Middle East, which really uh... Feels important right now in terms of the political climate, and uh, and uh, yeah, uh, they're just down to earth, good people who uh, who do the the job really well and who see the potential in good music. So it's a great place to be. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you. For Appreciate it. Yeah.